If evolution is true, how did it conveniently arrange and evolve so many different organisms and creatures needed to break down all of the waste on planet Earth? We're about to get dirty as we discuss vultures, beetles, and the fungus among us. This is Wonders Without Number. Welcome to Wonders Without Number. I'm David Reeves, and today we want to inform and inspire you regarding the wonders we find all around us. An infinite number of wonders that point us directly to our Creator, the God of the Bible. Now, you're no accident. I want you to know that you are special, that you were created in God's own image, that Jesus Christ was and is that Creator, and that He has a plan for your life. Some people would claim that through evolution, new species were developed over time to take care of many of nature's challenges. But there are some pretty complex environmental cleanup systems at play, and my guest today doesn't think they just happened by random mutations or chance. Now, Dr. Joe Martin was a biology major at Bucknell University and a graduate of the University of Pittsburgh Dental School. After spending two years in the Air Force where he was a dentist for the presidential flight crews of Air Force One, he established a private dental practice in Houston, Texas. While he was a professor at Baylor College of Dentistry, Dr. Martin became a young earth creationist. After receiving his master's in theology, he went into full-time ministry with his wife and two daughters. So at this time, I want you to join with me as we welcome my friend, Dr. Joe Martin. Welcome to the program. Thank you, David. Yes, Good sir. To be here. It's wonderful to have you here. You're based out of Texas, but you travel around speaking at a lot of different conferences. Uh, one thing I want to point out is this set right here, The Evolution of a Creationist. Uh, you go through, it's a five-part series on multiple DVDs with a workbook, and you go through your story, and then you start looking at how all that we see around us could never have evolved even given millions of years, it's just there's no way that that complexity could have come about by random mutations and chance. Is that right? That's right. Uh, and you think about it, where does the information come from that yes. has to be there to produce a nice head, or head of brown hair <laughs> and uh, beautiful teeth? Okay, Where does the information come from? That's right. Uh, it has to be supernatural because okay. you can't get a piece of information and stick it into a gene. You can't take a gene and pull information out. It's non-material. Uh -huh. There's no way to capture information. Okay. So that means all the information in every genome had to have been supernaturally inserted into those genes. Yes. Supernaturally means God had to do it. That's right. There's no other way to get it there. It's external. The information is external and greater than the gene, the DNA sequence that's there, which means that it had to have been inserted in by a creator. Exactly right. And so you, that means natural processes cannot add new information. So there's no way bacteria, yeah. even if you had trillions of years, could evolve into people. Huh. Because think of all the information that would have to be added along the way True. to go from bacteria to people. And that's impossible. It's, it really is. It yes. is an impossibility, and it points to the validity of everything written in the Word of God. Now, 
when we talk about bacteria, there are certain bacteria, not all bacteria are bad. Of course, we For can sure. catch diseases and things like this, but they break down things. Then you've got other creatures that break down some of the waste and you've got all of these different, and that's what we want to touch on today is God's environmental cleanup system that he's placed to take care of these different jobs. Yes, and if he hadn't done that, mm -hmm. uh, we would be totally buried okay. in leaves and pine needles and, and uh, dung yes. and, and who knows what else if God had not uh, created all, all the steps of the way, from big parts to little teeny parts, there is some sort of an organism okay. ready to eat it and huh. convert it back into basic uh, amino acids or, right. or uh, substances that someone else, some other organism can use for food. Okay. Well, let's take a look at a few right now. All right. Well. We call them the sanitary engineers, mm -hmm. and uh, we live in a, in a world that is so concerned about the environment, yes. and, and we should be. Uh, what's our, 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 our Lord tells us we're to be good stewards of mm -hmm. what He has created, and we've fouled it up. We've defiled the land. There isn't yeah. any doubt about that. Yeah. And so uh, we need to say, okay, how can we uh, be good stewards of all this and, and keep it clean? Well, we can't. Okay. But we can do our part. Ah, that's the key. All yes, right. yes. And so, um, there are so many of these different things. Everything that exists has something that when it dies, and everything dies, mm -hmm. every, plant, animal, human, everything was affected by the curse. Yes. Adam's sin, now it's all cursed, everything dies. Okay. That means everything has something there to kind of clean it up after it dies. Okay. okay. Or we would be clear out to the sun right. in dead everythings because yeah. there wasn't anything to de decompose them or, uh, to, or to clean it up. Sure. Yeah. So every time a creature evolved, it, maybe it was, well, hey, when I die, I'm going to have to make sure there's something there to get rid of my body or it's just going to sit there for thousands of years and stack <laughs> up. <laughs> and, you know, we don't really think that way too much, but the fact uh. is, there is something for everything that dies okay. to clean it up. Huh. And uh, so, uh, decomposition and decay, they're vital processes, and they are, they really are. Yeah. Um, they play essential roles in the breakdown of organic matter so that it can be recycled, made available again for nourishment of new organisms. So that's really what goes on. Okay. And, uh, and he's made all kinds of different uh, creatures and uh, from mammals down to bacteria okay. that do that job. Uh, they're, they're cleanup, they're cleanup committees, so to speak. Huh. And uh, he, he has done this since the beginning. Uh, maybe since the curse. Okay. I'm not sure how things were before the curse. Right. I'm not sure. Uh, there wasn't that much time in between there, so we don't know exactly how, how that would have functioned. I think there was maybe it all happened at the beginning of the second week. Wow, okay. Because what God do? He created two people, right. Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. He said, now multiply and fill the earth. Yeah. Two perfect people. Uh -huh. I mean, they're going to start having babies real, real soon yeah. for two perfect people, and the command is fill the earth, all right? Mm -hmm. So if Eve had gotten pregnant before mm -hmm. the fall, well, then we must have two races of people on planet earth. Those that aren't fallen uh, and those that are fallen. Okay. Well, we okay. know that's not true right. because the race of Adam mm -hmm. all have sinned and come short of the glory yes. of God. So that means 
there were n there were no babies before the curse okay. and the fall there. Uh -huh. So it had to happen quickly. Very quickly. I think. Very yeah. quickly. Okay. Yeah. So we didn't have to worry about cleanup systems before that because sure. there wasn't anything there to clean up. Sure. But now we do. Uh, so anyway, um, fungus okay. <laughs> is crucial to all this. We think of fungus and we think, oh my, they'll make you sick or oh, right. oh they're, no, no, there are really important, good uh, fungi. Huh. Some people say fungi, fungi. Yeah. I think everybody knows what you're talking about. Yeah. And, uh, and they can break things down into hmm. little, uh, select little bits and pieces okay. that can be picked up by other organisms. And the de what the decomposers actually do, they break dead things down like pine needles okay. or leaves uh, or pieces of wood or tree trunks uh, or bodies. Right. They break it all down. So you're not talking about just animals and things. We're talking about everything that dies, even plant life, is going to continue to build up, build up unless something happens. And then you think about that and you're like, well, the earth, a lot of people say 4.5 billion years old. My goodness, that would reach to the sun and back if we didn't have this. Well, wouldn't it ever? Yeah. Uh, you couldn't go out and walk in the woods. Right. There wouldn't be, I mean, there wouldn't be any woods. <laughs> It'd <laughs> just be huge, huge, huge piles of debris all the way up. You, you think about that, though. I mean, what the wisdom uh -huh. our Creator had, because He knew before He ever created anything, well, boy, uh, things are going to die now. Right. We've got to get this cleaned up somehow. Yes. And so every year, you think of the, just your own yard, if you have trees, you get these big piles of leaves, mm -hmm. and then usually either burn them or somebody hauls them off. Where do they go? You walk in the woods, mm -hmm. and there's billions of tons of dead leaves and things that come down every year. That's right. But then you go out the next year, and it's all, it's all where, where is it? Uh -huh. It's all broken you, down yes. and it's enriching the soil. And uh, okay. Yeah. So that's kind of what's going on here. Uh, so you have these different, different th uh, organisms mm -hmm. that our God has created. And uh, some of the important decomposers are like beetles, for instance, dung beetles. Okay. Hopefully we'll get to some of those. And they're larvae, flies. Uh, even maggots. Uh, okay. you, you know, you get a dead animal out there, roadkill. Right. It won't be long for it's swarming with maggots. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have wood lice and fungi and slime molds and bacteria and slugs and snails and millipedes and springtails and earthworms. <laughs> they all know what they're supposed to do. Okay. They all love to do it. Yeah. They just do what God created them to do. And it's such a benefit to us. I mean, we're not worried about this whole earth getting covered up in right, debris. Right. Yeah. So anyway, um, if our Creator had not made fungi to help the decomposition process, each year the forest floor could potentially build up an estimated one to one and a half tons per hectare per year of pine needles or of deciduous leaves, over three tons per hectare per year. Per year, wow. Uh, so the Lord made fungi and their accomplices step in. Huh eat it all up, right. convert it back into things that trees can use, sure. nutrients, all those kinds of things. And uh, so that allows all kinds of beneficial uh, little microscopic uh, creatures to oh. live. And, okay. Yeah. So the fungi is sort of that first step in the plant breakdown, and then you get the bacteria and the slugs and snails and all of this and earthworms to come in afterwards and continue that process. That's, that's right. That's huh. right. You're listening to Wonders Without Number with David Reeves.
The message presented today was filmed in studio at David Reeves Ministries' Wonders of Creation Center and is available in video format with powerful accompanying visuals. Subscribe to our Genesis Plus package online to get instant access to the video format of this message and hundreds of others right on your computer or mobile device. If you are encouraged by this message and would like to be a part of sharing this information with millions across the globe, we would love to hear from you. Give us a call at 931-212-7990 or write us at David Reeves Ministries, Post Office Box 2824, Lewisburg, Tennessee, 37091. Visit our website, davidreeves.com today. That's davidreeves.com. And now, back to Wonders Without Number with David Reeves. I mean, this can't be an accident. This can't be some sort of random chance process. That should take us to the Bible, special revelation or specific revelation. Definitely. And that's where we learn about the fact, yes, there is a God. Hmm. He is the Creator. He created God the Father in the power of the Holy Spirit through the agency of His Son, the Lord Jesus, mm -hmm. created everything. So Jesus is the Creator. Mm -hmm. That means He's also the Savior and has the right to be the Savior. That's right. Yes, because He is our Creator. Yes. The Creator has the right and the authority to be the Savior for His creature. For His creation. Yes, yes. Okay. And so, um, this is, if you, if you have like a compost pile mm -hmm. and it's, it smells bad, <laughs> yeah. That means you're not doing your compost pile right. Okay. Because if it has the right amounts of, of uh, anaerobic and aerobic bacteria working uh -huh. at it, like in the forest, uh -huh. which is going on in the forest as things break down and decompose like a giant compost heap, okay. it doesn't smell bad. Huh. But if one or the other gets out of hand, mm -hmm. then you get that smell. So you're saying there is a balance there that nature in the forest handles quite well, but sometimes we, we mess it up. We can't quite figure out this formula. Well, God knows the formula. He's made it work perfectly in the forest. That's, that's exactly right. Ah. Yep, yep, you gotta have that right. And we can get it right, yes. but we gotta watch it. We, right. have to go, we have to tend it. Okay. If, it has to be um, uh, a, an intentional step. And so we need to be intentional about these things. Okay. My, my girls like that word, intentional. <laughs> I like that. So yeah, we got to get it all, get the focus here. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, 2 Corinthians 2.15 says, For we are unto God a sweet savor of mm -hmm. Christ in them that are saved. Yes. So a compost pile that stinks, well, we don't like that. Mm -hmm. But God says when we know Him, when we know the Lord Jesus as our Savior, mm -hmm. we're a sweet smell. To him. Yes. That's kind of nice to think about. Uh -huh. And then Ephesians says, Be therefore followers of God as dear children. That word follower has the idea of imitators. Uh -huh. So we're to imitate our God. Hmm. Love has a lot to do with that. Sure. But he's also just. Love, justice, they have to be balanced out. Okay. Just like anaerobic and aerobic uh, little organisms uh -huh. have to balance out, or there's a stink. Uh -huh. When you get too much love without the justice, uh, culture begins to stink. Uh -huh. Okay, it's true. Yes, that so I think we're seeing that. We see some of that today, don't we? We a do. Lot. We do. So there has to be this balance all the way through. We okay. need the balance. Um, there's these different 
uh, organisms our God has created, like mm -hmm. uh, oyster mus mushrooms. Mm -hmm. They are, they clean up all kinds of things. So they're good vacuum sweepers for, yes. for our environmental cleanup. Um, the agaricon fungi could provide a defense against weaponized smallpox, hmm. as well as bird flu, swine flu. They will eat all that. They'll grab it and, and detoxify it and make it so it's not a bad, okay, bad deal. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, and this, this fella, Dr. Stamets, is, is working on all kinds of things to decaminate, thing, decaminate, uh, decontaminate. He thinks that this particular mushroom, this, yeah, the spiny, uh, the slimy spike cap, okay. could even clear up radioactive cesium-137, like over at Whoa, Fukushima. Fukushima. Right. Yeah. So after a, a disaster like that, you may actually be able to use these for a specific purpose. Yes, and they multiply rapidly okay. in, in the right environments. Uh -huh. and, and so, yes, uh, huh. but where does that come from? Our Lord. That's right. See, he knew what kind of contaminants were going to be here. That's true. And then he built all these things in, but we need sharp Christian mm. scientists to say, there's a problem over here. I know my Lord has gotten something here to fix it. I'm going to find it. Okay. And so they find like this one. And they do. Yes. And they study it and they find out different uses that were put there in the beginning and we're just learning about them today. We are. This is so exciting. Now, we're, we only got about five minutes left, but I, I cannot believe it. This is incredible. Well, Let, let's take a look at some other things. This requires an omniscient creator. Okay. Yeah. To get these systems all in order. Okay. Knowing, hey, we're going to have to keep this planet cleaned up. And uh, so the Bible tells us 1 Corinthians 10, 13. We never face a temptation that's beyond what God provides the way of escape. That's right. That's true. So let's not forget about that. Uh, he is faithful. And uh, all right, the dung beetle. Okay. That's one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah, these little guys, uh, like you see down here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's also kind of a dung anim uh, owl. And they kind of work together sometimes, really? uh, certain species of dung beetle. But you notice when a dung beetle is rolling that, he's actually upside down and rolling it backwards. He's, he's with his hind legs, he's pushing that thing. And um, how does he know where he's going? Because they'll go in a straight line to where they want to go. Really? But they're upside down pushing it backwards? Yes. Okay. And they can push, one beetle can push something, it's like over a thousand times its weight. I mean, it's like the same thing as us pulling a a, a train with like five cars loaded with people. Yeah. Uh, it, that's this, um, where are the but muscles? He can do it. Well, yes, and you look at their little legs. Yeah, and tiny you say, little things. Yes, where are the muscles? <laughs> Where's the brain? How right. much of a brain could it possibly have? Uh -huh. You know, it's just a speck in there somewhere. <laughs> right. It knows exactly what to do. And they roll, they make a beautiful round ball of dung. Uh-huh. And, and many of them will lay one egg inside there. Now, isn't it, the, the beetle is so amazing. This particular beetle is amazing. Uh, you know, some people might say, well, that's a little gross, you know. But yes. the Egyptians did the very thing that we're commanded not to do in the Scripture. They worshipped the creation, the creature, more than the creator. The Egyptians worshipped this scarab, this dung they beetle. Did. They really did. Because they saw how unique it is. It does a specific job. It cleans up what the mess that, that we make, the mess that other animals make. 
but they're giving the glory to the beetle itself, not to the creator who made it. That's exactly what it says in Romans chapter one. Yeah. Yeah, it says they worship and serve the creature more than the creator who's blessed forever. Wow. Amen. And so they are without excuse. That's right. It also tells us that in Romans chapter one. That'd be a good chapter for some folks to read, Romans chapter one. Yeah, we'd really encourage them to take a look because that, to me, Romans chapter one actually points us back to the culture that we live in today. It does. And we see a lot of things going on that a little bit scary when you relate it to what the Bible says and it's the basically the stair steps of destruction and we're we're on one of those lower steps right now. Uh, we are and God kind of pulls back, pulls yeah. back, pull, okay you want to be that way, pulls back. That's right. And finally it goes right to destruction. Wow. And so I hope that uh, our Lord is going to give us more time here to yes. share the gospel yeah. and uh, but uh, there comes a time when he says enough is enough. He's in control. He is in control. Okay, we got about uh, one or two minutes left. We looked at the scarab, at the dung beetle. Is there anything else that we want to cover to conclude? Well, you have to think of hyenas. Okay. What do they do? Well, they clean up bones, all okay. right? And they just chew up the bones and, and eat the bones. Mm -hmm. And then you have vultures. Okay. And all kinds of different vultures that do different kinds of things. A lot of them don't have any hair on their head. They just have like a, a bare head and, and neck. Oh yeah. And I think God made them that way because they stick their whole head in this decaying carcass. Wow. And, uh, and so they don't get uh, debris all tangled up in their feathers around their head yeah. and everything. Yeah. And then there is one vulture that it eats bones and it prefers bones and it prefers dry bones. Okay. And so they will find bones and they clean it up. Uh, these are like... Uh, several places on earth, and they've seen those vultures flying with a bone sticking out of their mouth. They couldn't get the whole bone in. Really? And they, and they gradually just pull it in uh, and let it digest as it goes in. Well, that's kind of scary. That's uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, you'd think, oh, aren't they choking? No, right. no, they, they, God designed them so they can do that. Okay. And, and so they can be having a bone, maybe a predator comes along, they can jump, jump, they can fly off, and yeah. they still have the bone uh, <laughs> sticking out of their mouth. Little lunch to snack on out on the on the road, right? Yes, yes. And so, so these are really all more or less the dry land type cleanup systems. Right. There's other whole cleanup systems in the oceans. Okay. And there's almost no research that's been done about that. I mean, we need young people with a PhD in marine biology with the idea. I want to learn some of these cleanup systems our right. Lord has right there in the ocean, and so. Uh, there's so much opportunity available. There's a lot of opportunity available. You know, a lot of people used to call space the final frontier. And it, there's so much of space that we have no idea how it functions. But really, under the deep sea is just a complete mystery to us because so many, mm. so few people can get down there to study it. But with the technology that we're, being, we're creating with these little robotic subs and all of this, we mm. can collect these things, bring them back for complex study and use our talents and our passions and our gifts that the Lord has given us to study them and use them for His glory. I want to thank you so much for being here today. We're completely out of time, but just a glimpse at some of these things inspires me to know that God had it planned from the very beginning, didn't Amen. He? Amen. He sure did. Thank you. Thank you, David. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've learned today that some of the less than admirable creatures like the dung beetle or vultures they all have very important jobs to play in the grand scheme of things. Now, some of you might be wondering about your life. You may be saying, well, what can I do to make a difference? Well, if God can use the things that we've seen today, then He certainly can use you. 
all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But you can enter into a relationship with Him today, and He will wipe away your sins and give you the power and wisdom to serve Him. Now, we hope that you've been encouraged and educated as you learn of the wonders without number that we find all around us. Leave us your comments and questions on Facebook and give us a call to learn more. I'm David Reeves, and until our next time on Wonders Without Number, keep looking up. Truly, the heavens declare the glory of God. Hello, I'm David Reeves, host of the TV show Creation in the 21st Century on TBN. Each week we talk to some of the world's leading scientists, all showing how our Creator, the God of the Bible, has left a pattern of His fingerprints throughout the universe. Engage with other like-minded believers through the Creation Club, a place for biblical creationists to share and learn. This fast-growing website offers over a thousand articles written by authors from many different backgrounds, already encompassing six different languages. Combating the unproven theories of evolution, our 24-7 TV network reaches millions of people with biblical truth. Genesis Science Network broadcasts globally over the internet, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, mobile devices, and more. It's a new Christian alternative to the evolutionary programming so prevalent on TV today. Be sure to sign up for our email updates and like us on Facebook for weekly inspiration and education regarding science and the Bible. Talk to your pastor about sponsoring one of our live events in your church or community.